your host for the Think Like a Wizard podcast. Welcome to episode four, Religion and Spirituality. As before, I'll share a bit about myself. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I was raised Roman Catholic, so Jesus and his behavior was central to my understanding of spirituality growing up. I was taught a number of prayers as a child, but I thought it was more personal and therefore more respectful and sincere if I made up my own when I spoke to Jesus. I didn't realize others didn't do that until I had a conversation with a couple of cousins when I was sleeping over and we were doing our nightly prayers. Although I didn't have the words to articulate it at the time, I was like eight or nine. I realized that people didn't make personal connections with Jesus or God. They just recited what they were told and didn't go much deeper into it. Even the people I knew who were very pious didn't actually embrace the beings they said they loved. They held them at arm's length like any other person they had to obey. In fact, what I grew to understand was that people never actually loved what they worshipped. Regardless of what the origin of the word worship is, I view worship as the act of divorcing yourself from that which you purport to love. It soon became clear to me that most religions, if not all of them, was more about giving people a way of living and seeing the world rather than having any meaningful spirituality. By my mid-teens, I left religion altogether. All I could see from my fellow Catholics and those of other denominations was hero worship for God and not an actual understanding of God as an entity. Keep in mind that at this point, I had turned my efforts to being a good Catholic, so I listened diligently in church and to whatever anyone had to share with me about the faith. It didn't take long before I saw that what I was being told and what was actually canon was incompatible. To put it plainly, it was immersing myself sincerely in my religion that drove me from it. I share this because I want to make it clear that I don't advocate for religion as a spiritual path. You'll see as this episode goes on that I think religion has some value to add to your spirituality as a personality trait, but for those of you going through a spiritual awakening, I think it could actually impede your spiritual growth. Let's start by defining our terms. To put it simply, religion is an organized spiritual practice. Spiritual practices you've developed along the way on your own and do as your normal care routine for yourself are not a religion. They only become a religion when you start to include others in an organized way. Or maybe this will be more clear. You are not an athlete because you have a regular exercise routine. You are active. If you join an organized sports league and participate in their events, then you're an athlete. While religion can be about worshipping a higher power, that isn't necessary. If I was not misled about Shintoism, you can have shrines to mundane items as long as they have a significant importance to those who revere them. And as with Zen, you can forego deities altogether. So a higher power isn't necessary. Religion can be theist or atheist. So in its purest sense, it's just about teaching you a way of life. Given what I shared about myself earlier, you know I'm not endorsing any religions, but if you prefer to have a religion, then I suggest you treat it like I treat the martial arts. If you want to be well-rounded, learn about more than one system. It will, take, it will make you more competent and give you a better understanding of what you're trying to understand. 
I should also add that I'm not here to discuss whether or not religion is a tool for controlling people. All things can be corrupted, and what was started with good intentions, provided they were started with good intentions, can over time be turned into a tool to harm people. You have to remember that we are a storytelling species. If you recall what I said about the subconscious, if you want to make a conscious change to your behavior, you have to speak to your subconscious with conviction and emotion. Fictional stories, or at least stories about people we have no initial emotional connection to, permit us to take ourselves out of the way of learning and processing when someone tries to teach us something we don't know or may otherwise have issues with learning. Religion is full of allegory and metaphors because stories make us more responsive and keep us entertained while we are being taught. Those of you listening who are in marketing are aware of this, as I'm sure are teachers and coaches. You have to captivate your audience's attention to help them learn. Think about when you're watching a movie or a TV show. If you met the main character in real life, you would probably not care about them, or you might even dislike them. But because in the story you're given their innermost thoughts and you see how their life affects them, you look past what you would normally dislike and even cheer them on. Some of you may be familiar with the TV series Ally McBeal, or maybe not. It aired in the late 90s to the early 2000s and starred close to Flockhart. In an episode, a morbidly obese lawyer was trying to win her over romantically. She is a fit, attractive, and successful lawyer and has no attraction to him at all. At some point in the episode, she and her friend are discussing her misgivings about reciprocating his feelings and how she feels bad about not being a less shallow person. Her friend points out that if they were watching a movie, they would be cheering him on and hoped he had won the beautiful woman. However, this was her life and they were talking about, and so she had to be she had to consider more than just wanting to see the underdog succeed. What I'm trying to say is that religious, religion isn't inherently evil, nor inherently deceptive. At its most benign, the storytelling and myth-building is to help you bypass your biases and immerse yourself in the lessons it's trying to teach you. Unmolested by special interests, personal gain, and other malicious intent, religion is often used to teach you survival skills, medicine, social behavior, cultivation, hygiene, general health, and so on. To help illustrate this, not eating pork helps reduce the risk of animal transfer diseases because pigs and humans are similar enough that illnesses can jump from one species to the other. Religious fasting helps give our bodies a break from processing food. Our bodies are adapted to having periods of time where food is scarce and even unavailable, so our bodies use those times to clean house. Once a society becomes advanced enough, we need to have artificial times of food, scar food scarcity to give our bodies the time to do the work it would have done during those naturally occurring times in the cycle of the seasons. Basically, religion had taken over what we had become to advance as a society to be taught by nature. We employ the same tools as religion in the secular sense to help people learn. We come up with cute characters to teach children, we tell urban legends to warn of potential dangers, and we use mascots to sell products or support events. You'll notice as you explore more religions that in their original sense, the older religions often have prescriptions and taboos that are mindful of the geographical region they started in. You'll notice that if you follow the Abrahamic religions, that you could end up dead in an Arctic or subarctic region if you follow the no-fire rule on the Sabbath day during the winter, especially when it's 40 below zero and a blizzard is roaring outside. In the wizard sense, a religion is a formalized cooperation between beings from the spiritual plane and groups of those of us living in the material plane. The spiritual beings will provide wisdom and possibly some form of labor in exchange for spiritual energy from we, the material beings, and or to have agents they can rely on to get things done if they need help doing something on the material plane. Spiritual beings have limitations on the material plane. 
Even if it's only that, in the wizard's sense, the spiritual being may not be stronger than the material beings they encounter, in which case they may not be able to do anything meaningful against them and may even find themselves blocked by our various spiritual immune systems from performing their desired tasks. As you may remember from the last episode, I said that my fear was starting to affect the sky goddess traveling with Mi's appearance, seemingly against her will based on her anger. And since I brought up a goddess, let's discuss gods and goddesses. Think of a god not as a type of spiritual being, but as a job possessed by a spiritual being. I'm Canadian, so I'm going to use the parliamentary system to illustrate. Being a god of something is like being the minister of something. The spiritual being isn't the source of the phenomena. It has jurisdiction over. It is a spiritual being that has taken the responsibility to manage that phenomena. Think of it like this. The minister of health isn't necessarily the best medical practitioner that the parliament has to offer. They may even have no experience in medicine, although that would make them a terrible choice for minister of health. But once they are the minister, they are the go-to person for medical decisions in their jurisdiction and decide or at least advise on how to deploy their jurisdiction's medical resources. In the case of a god or a goddess, you may wish to pray to them or whatever it is you do to speak with spiritual beings to gain insight on the thing they are the particular deity of. You may want to pray to the god or goddess of a lake if you wanted to know where the best fishing spot is. Or you might pray to a god or goddess of a particular area to know where the best place to plant your crops are. In exchange for helping you, they may ask for something in return. If nothing else, they'll usually ask for energy. But they may, they may ask you to perform a task for them. You might get the knowledge on the best place to plant a crop, but in return you may have to share your bounty with others. Our behaviors, material beings, affect beings in the spiritual plane. They may ask you to share what you've grown because the suffering of others is starting to affect them like I did the sky goddess. A religion can start off innocently. We all have spiritual beings working with us behind the scenes. The more spiritually aware you are, and the more, the more likely you are to be aware of them and be able to communicate with them and even work cooperatively with them. Now imagine one of your spiritual companion gives you some good advice and you share it. This advice brings you into prominence and people start coming to you for advice. At some point, people become reliant on you and they start offering spiritual energy to your spiritual companion in exchange for the help. They'll have to go through you because your companion is working with you and not them. But now your spiritual companion has access to more energy to work with than what you alone gave it. This may now give you the ability to solve problems from, for your followers by using your spirit's companion in more direct ways. Think about praying for your favorite team to win the game they're playing. You may now have access to enough energy for your spirit companion to overcome the spiritual immune system of at least some of the key players on the opposite team and cause them to start making mistakes. Or maybe your companion becomes strong enough to influence the players on the team you like to make them take key actions at the right time and win the game. This is oversimplified, but think about it as a religion can spring up from a group of people asking spiritual beings for help to survive in the world. Seems to me that having a religion is rejecting your natural connection to the spiritual beings who are already willing to help you. I would urge you to consider this. Until you have the ability to reliably communicate with spiritual beings, even if you have a religion, you may have no idea who you're interacting with. Luckily for most of you, your spiritual companions are looking out for you and assume the role of whatever you're worshipping. The irony of it is that if you spent your time getting to know your spiritual companions, they can act as a valet in the spiritual realm, connecting you to the gods and goddesses and other spiritual beings you would need to communicate with to accomplish, to accomplish whatever it is you're trying to achieve. 
I'll recap what I shared in this episode. Religion is an organized spiritual practice. If you choose to have a religion, learn about more than one religion. Religion is generally meant to teach you how to live in the world. It can do that by using storytelling and myth-building to help us learn, tools we use in a secular sense as well. In the wizard sense, religion is a cooperation between beings from the spiritual plane and the material plane. Gods and goddesses are spiritual beings who took on the responsibility to manage and advise about the phenomena they are associated with, but are not a specific type of supernatural being. Having a religion may take you away from your connection with the spirits already working with you, but in most cases, since people have no idea what spirits they're communicating with when they, are, when they have a religion, the spirits who are already working with them may assume the role of the being or beings they are worshipping. Typically, I have the next episode already decided by the time I record the current episode, but this time out I don't. The spirits I work with said they will tell me what the next episode will be about when the time is right. So I'm assuming in the near future I'm going to encounter something that is going to inspire the next to- episode's topic. Since I said that, I'm going to take a moment to share that these first four episodes, as well as the preface bonus episode, were to share the basics that will help you on your spiritual awakening. If you decide to share this episode, this podcast with others, I suggest letting them listen to these beginning episodes to help them understand the why and the way I share the ideas I do. For this episode's assignment, I want you to go out and learn about a religion that isn't the one you have started out with, if you started out with one. If you started without one, take the opportunity to find out why the most popular religion in your region is the most popular one. After you're done, follow the link in the episode notes to the Research a Religion assignment, entry in the Think Like a Wizard subreddit, and share what you've learned. I look forward to hearing about it. Once again, I'm your host, Daniel Zubo. Until next time.